Hey, what is up? Welcome to this episode of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brian Lofermento, and today we are talking about some of my favorite things in the world, marketing and technology, and I am doing it with a young up-and-coming CEO of an awesome marketing agency that I can't wait to talk about what it is that they do and their approach to social media and marketing in general. So let me tell you about today's guest. His name is James Maxwell. He's the owner and CEO of The Social Seeds, a marketing company that is focused around organic sustainable growth through social media marketing to support and help businesses grow in the digital age. They use a strong focus on cutting edge tools from AI to all-in-one management software so that they can keep you and your business up to date with a digital landscape that is always growing and always changing. It's some of what we're going to talk about today. I think their approach is really interesting because they focus on local businesses in particular, but all this stuff also applies online thanks to the use of technology. They're really focused right now on tree removal companies and plastic surgery companies, but all this stuff applies to literally every single one of our businesses. So I'm not going to say anything else. Let's dive straight into my interview today with James Maxwell. All right, James, here we are. Welcome to the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, so much that we're going to dive into today. I'm going to put you on the spot for a lot of things technology in marketing, which I know you're going to be excited to chat about. But before we get there, fill in the gaps for listeners. I know that you've got a hustler's background, everything that I've seen. So I love that. Talk to listeners about who the heck you are and how you got here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So my name is James Maxwell. Once again, Um, I have been an entrepreneur pretty much my entire life. Um, ever since I was a little kid, I was always trying to sell stuff at school or try to make an extra buck here and there, uh, doing lemonade stands. Uh, I always loved Hot Wheels, so I kind of would wheel and deal Hot Wheels in my high school. Um, but uh, from a very young age, when I first got out of school, I really wanted to work for myself. That's been my entire goal um, ever since I learned about that as an option. So um, I've started multiple businesses. Um, unfortunately, everything has kind of come to the point where now I've been very successful in this business uh, because of the lessons I've learned from all of my other businesses that I've started. Um, I'm very much a car guy. So I started with uh, detailing, um, getting into uh, cars, um, any sort of like small repairs that I could do for them. Um, started a company with a friend of mine in high school. Uh, we did get growing and get uh, off the ground, but unfortunately, that did not work out. Um, so kind of through some trial and error, I was uh, getting into pressure washing because I figured it was kind of the essence of detailing um, without all of the specific tools and everything. Um, but that ended up becoming something that I didn't want to have to have that time commitment and that actual physical labor that I would be doing. Um, and that is when I came across the uh, digital marketing space. Um, I've always been very into technology and tools. And with the advent of AI, I figured it was the perfect time to be able to jump in and uh, get my feet wet in marketing. And uh, thankfully, through that, I have met uh, my business partner, Chris. Um, we actually met when I was working for uh, Wells Fargo. Um, I used to be a banker. And we uh, together, he is very much into the AI. He has uh, been my forefront for technology and keeping on the bleeding edge of all of the systems that are available. Um, And together, we've been able to bring together our passions, our knowledge and uh, make a power team of uh, two people that are just wanting to help businesses grow and uh, get a following. 
Heck yes, I love that overview, but James, I'm gonna call it out. Every time you said unfortunately, as far as your past ventures in my head, what I hear is I'm just like, no, fortunately, because all of those things you were doing, you were jumping into it, not waiting on the sidelines, which is why I so relate to your story about being a lifelong entrepreneur. You say wheeling and dealing Hot Wheels. For me, it was writing other kids' papers <laughs> in schools. I think yours was a little more ethically responsible, so I totally dig that. But yeah, I think that the important part of your story is that you jumped into it. So when it came time to you and Chris launching the social seeds together, it wasn't you starting from scratch. It was you starting from experience. And I think that's such a huge differentiator that I want listeners to take away, even just from your story. Before we even talk about your brilliance and your expertise inside of marketing, I think that that's a a huge lesson and shining example for listeners to take away. But let's talk about the social seeds. I even love the name of your company, especially because I saw somewhere that you wrote where you were like, the social seeds is all about planting those seeds in your future customers' minds. Talk to us about why social? Why is that such a strong focus inside your company? Um, Well, as anybody knows, for a company, you need to be able to get your name out there in order to be able to get customers um, and obtain new clients. And so uh, the name actually came from uh, my stepdad. He's always trying to start new ideas. Uh, he's just got such a fast brain. And so uh, I came to him when I was trying to find a name for the company. And uh, he gave me a list of like five or 10. And I saw the social seeds and it just popped to me. So um, I really try to position the company um, around that. And uh, especially with us focusing a lot on the organic growth through social media, um, it's the perfect opportunity to be able to plant seeds um, in our potential customers' minds by being able to have those uh, posts go out and learning and growing and just seeing things here and there uh, to the point where we're able to grow that relationship to the point where uh, we can be having them on as a client. Yeah, I love that, especially because you already brought up one of the words that I know we're going to talk about today, which is organic. And so a lot of listeners tuning into our episode today are thinking, I don't have money to invest in paid ads. And heck, I don't even know how to run ads. So I love that we're focusing more on the social side and or on the organic side. And I also know that as part of that, you guys do search engine optimization. You do a lot of other organic marketing services. Let's talk about that, especially for so many listeners who are starting out. And and I love, I'm not going to lie to you, I think it's going to be great that we get to use the example today of a tree removal company, for example, just one example. Feel free to use all the examples that you want. But that to me is a great example because let's face it, James, it's not the most exciting of industries. If I have a tree removal company, what content am I going to be putting on social media? Bridge that gap for us. Even honing in on a business that may not be quote unquote sexy, what are the types of things they can do on social media to attract customers and plant those seeds? Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's actually super exciting being in the uh, tree removal space. um, And we've kind of expanded into just landscaping in general. Uh, But especially with tree removal, uh, you don't think of it as this crazy, sexy uh, type of industry. But you get up there and you realize that there's people who are scaling probably 20, 30, 40, 50 feet up into the air, um, hundreds of feet sometimes. And they're cutting off limbs, that tree is bucking, and they're trying to stay on. And um, we really just try to try to 
get into the exciting parts of it. Um, I don't know if you've seen them, but I really love being able to watch uh, the first person view of somebody who's climbing up this crazy tree and chopping off limbs and they're precisely dropping those limbs into like between a house and a fence. And um, it's just crazy. The skills that are required and um, just the, how brave those people are for being able to go up there and do that on a regular basis. So that's really what we try and focus on is uh, just the exciting part of it, um, how much skill it does take, and then um, being able to be that uh, authority in the industry. So trying to really focus on how they have that knowledge, those skills, and uh, what they do to grow to that point. Dang, you made me take back exactly what I said because you did make it sound sexy. Now I'm just like, shoot, I would like to see that on my TikTok feed as I'm scrolling through. That is something that I'd watch. And so to really, I'm going to try to make it more boring because you did turn it into something that would be exciting to see on social media. Let's talk about the solopreneurs who are maybe sitting behind their their desk. And, you know, I know that you guys work with plastic surgery companies, which they can show befores and afters there. Talk to me more broadly about how to take a quote unquote boring industry where a lot of us, you and I, for example, we spend a lot of time behind computers. How do we create content socially that starts attracting people in that domain? I think you really hit the uh, nail on the head there with uh, the before and after. Uh, there's so many different things that different industries have where it may not necessarily seem like you're doing a whole lot kind of in the meantime, but really focusing on, okay, here is where you are now. Here is the result that we create. And that space in between is the work that they put in. So even if it's something as simple as um, pressure washing, um, you may not see, oh, there's this guy with a hose out onto a lawn or something like that. But you really look at the before and after of, oh, man, this driveway was black before. And now it's this shiny, fresh, gray concrete. And it looks like it was just poured yesterday. So um, what we really try to focus on is being able to bring those results and that uh, here is where you are and here is where you can be attitude to all of our marketing. Yeah, James, that is super smart. I'm going to call it out for listeners because you just gave me an aha moment right here live on the air because as you were talking, what I really heard is we have a tendency in our businesses and especially on social media to show our afters. None of us are shy about showing our afters. We love that because that's when the results happen. But hearing you talk about this, yeah, if I show you a stub of where a tree once was, not very interesting. But if I show you the before and the after and, and you even visually, I can see you because we're on video. I know listeners can't see you, but you are visually showing that space in between the before and after. That's what makes it interesting. And I think that's a big takeaway for listeners in all of our businesses. If you're waiting to show your afters, if you're waiting to show results, it's not going to be interesting when you get there. The interesting part is that space between. So James, I love that attitude and the way that you visually, because you and I are on video, the way that you visually depict it is super helpful for me. And it's actually funny for me to be sitting here talking to you about content because I feel like content used to be one of the hurdles when it comes to social media for business owners. But let's be honest, ChatGPT, other AI solutions, they've made content easier than before. Talk to us about how you see technology like AI or any other tools that you guys use playing into social media strategy and also the execution. 
Yeah, it's crazy how much things are rocking and rolling right now in the AI space and just in technology in general right now. So we really love being able to see all of these free tools because um, at the end of the day, even if somebody doesn't fit our services, we want to see everybody be successful in their industry, regardless of whether or not we're going to be working with them. So um, I love being able to see everything from the like chat GPT that is socially, it's completely free for anybody. So anybody can be able to go on there, you can type in um, a specific kind of like industry that you're trying to get some information for, and then a prompt for like a marketing strategy, and then it can actually uh, post out exactly what you would put into each of your posts to be able to grow that audience and be able to um, gain a following for completely free. And that's what I really love about um, the place that we're in right now is we have everything from that to all the way we have tools right now that you can actually put in an entire prompt and it will create an entire digital marketing agency for you. It'll do everything from being able to design a website, it'll do the posts, it'll do all of the social media, you can do paid ads on there even, um, and it'll create all of the content and everything for you. So it's just crazy to see how much technology is able to take a lot of that burden off of people, um, as well as just accelerate um, a lot of the industries and the people because a lot of people don't necessarily know what to do to be able to be good at marketing. But they very much can put a prompt into ChatGPT saying, I want a marketing scheme for my company to get x, y, and z results. And boom, right there, all of a sudden, you now have an entire scheme of what you can do to be able to be successful in that industry. Yeah, James, it puts a smile on my face, though, and I'm sure it does for you as well, because probably a lot of people are starting to think as chat GPT gets even better, they're probably starting to think, well, James, aren't you worried that it's going to kill your business? Aren't you worried that everyone's going to have an unbelievable social strategy? And obviously, you and I have both seen the downsides of AI as well is that it doesn't it's only it can only ever be as good as the inputs that you give it. So you can't just blindly hop on chat GPT and be the world's greatest social media marketer. So I think that there's a lot of considerations when it comes to using AI. Talk to us about some of those because it is that delicate balance of you as the agency owner. A lot of it is growth. I mean, content is one part of it, but growth is the really important part of it. Talk to us about how you're using, and you said the key word that really makes me happy is that accelerate. AI can accelerate your growth if you know what you're doing with it. Talk to us about the growth side, the content side, how the two marry together. And, and for you as a strategic marketer mind, talk to us about your approach for small businesses yeah absolutely um for the growth side and the marketing side really being able to not just leverage and rely on the ai to create everything and have an idea but helping it to help you is really what we try to kind of phrase it as because at the end of the day, you as the owner of the business, you as the owner of the marketing agency are the person who knows where you want to go, the direction that you want that company to go. And so you really are able to use these tools to help you along the way. And I think that that's the key to it is not just relying on them and just entirely just 
leasing that uh, burden onto the AI, but really just helping it to when you're not sure where to go, or you're not sure exactly how to phrase something, or you just need a little bit of help with being able to put something into words. I think that that's really where these tools shine. Um, but like you're saying, there there is a downside to it as well, where um, AI can just kind of come up with some crazy stuff. So always being sure to check and monitor what is coming out of it, I think is very important right now, because um, as we are still on the early stages of a lot of these tools, you really do need to make sure, especially as a professional company, that you are watching what comes out to not just blindly putting that stuff onto your social media. Yeah, I love that overview, James. I'll tell you what, one thing, obviously, I talk to a lot of marketers in my line of work. We've had a lot of marketers on the show over the past seven years and just in day-to-day life. Everybody loves talking about marketing, but I've always kind of felt like the most interesting marketing agency owner to talk to and hear their perspectives is local marketing agencies. And it's because what's unique about the situation that you are in with your business as a local marketing agency is that online, like if someone goes and listens to another business, business podcast, for example, I don't feel that hit. I don't know that my local market share is being taken. Whereas if I'm a local landscaping agency, there's X number of houses in our service area and we're all fighting for that specific share of it. Talk to us about some of those differentiators because I think the the most important part of that local marketing is standing out, is when someone Googles landscaping in Portland, Oregon, I'm the company that comes up. What are some of those considerations when you set your clients up for success that you say, hey, quite frankly, this is how we get ahead of our competitors? Yeah, um, I think that that one of the big things that we like to do at our company is we only work with a, one company per the area that they're going to be covering. So um, if we are doing a landscaping company, if they are working within a 10, 15 miles um, of their base or wherever they're going to be um, running their business out of, we only work with one company in that entire area uh, because we really don't want to be having us push this company and then this company hires us and they have a little bit bigger budget so they can be able to maybe push up their their search engine optimization just a little bit more. They can be able to put some money into ad spend or something along those lines. So what we really try to focus on here at our company is um, being able to be fair to everybody. And at the end of the day, um, there's always going to be somebody who's going to have more money to be able to spend. So we just try to be strategic with what we're doing and really try to make that uh, company pop. Um, SEO, like you had mentioned, is a huge thing. Um, being able to really make sure that your content is showing up on um, those search engines because without that, if you're on the second page, the third page, you're n- more than likely nobody's ever going to be seeing your company unless they're really searching for something very specific. So uh, we really love to focus here at the Social Seeds on trying to make sure that you're growing that brand, um, you're getting that content out there, and you're really trying to present yourself as that professional in that area um, and being specific to the area as well because there's so many times where you can just have a great following but all of it's east coast and your company is based on the west coast and if you're a service-based industry like that at the end of the day that's not doing much more than just some social proof for the for the company 
Yeah, that's where we all talk about those ego metrics where people brag about followers. I'm just like, yeah, but how is that following through to your revenue? How's that following through to your bottom line? I love that you have such a strong focus on that. And it's fascinating to hear about your approach, the 10 to 15 mile radius, which makes total sense. That's something I've always wondered about, about local marketing businesses. But James, I want to go deeper into one aspect of what you just talked about, because obviously you guys are a full stack marketing agency. You don't just do social. You've already mentioned ads. You've already mentioned SEO, for example. And a lot of business owners, especially listeners to this episode right now, are probably thinking, all right, James, if you take a local company and you want it to succeed, where do you even start? Obviously, it's a blend of all of these things. But what I think is interesting, having previously owned a search engine optimization agency back when I was in Boston, is that SEO does take some time. I can't invest in SEO today and start getting a flood of traffic tomorrow, whereas ads, the flip side is true. I could literally launch a campaign today and and two hours from now, start getting phone calls if I do my ad campaign right. It's not that easy, listeners. I'm simplifying it. But James, <laughs> I want I want you to talk about that delicate balance and blend of kind of the, the longer term plays. You talked about building up your brand, which I love that that's part of your focus as well. Part of that longer strategic strategy. Talk to us about how you blend these things. I would imagine SEO still in 2023 takes time. I would imagine that building a social media organic following takes time. How do you blend those things in your growth strategies? Yeah. And I think that that's super important to keep in mind of the time that it takes versus the amount of money. And that's really what we try to balance every day here is what people's budget is, what they're looking to spend, how they're looking to get the results. And at the end of the day, the organic growth is going to be slower. It's going to take more time to be able to get those search engine optimization up and really being able to have that company start showing on more um, more organic methods. But with that, we see that a lot of the times once they do start to grow and start to take off, it's so much more sustainable than the ad spend and just putting money into being able to promote the business. Because at the end of the day, all of these companies that are growing more organically have that following. They have these people that are looking for the company specifically for the content or for the results that they're able to create and therefore are able to have so much more people being interested in it and following it. And they're able to do all of that without having to click on an ad, without having to have something just pop up and follow them through the internet. It's something that they are choosing to be able to put their energy and their time into. And so we find that once you do get that build up over time, um, and it can be two, three, four, five, sometimes even six months to be able to get to the point where it's really successful for companies. But we find that it's a lot more sustainable over time. Because um, as a lot of people in the marketing industry can tell you, when you're just putting money towards ads, and putting money to be able to promote the business, the second you stop spending as much money is the second your ads start going down the second you get less of those followings. So really, we try to kind of do a good blend of uh, where people are at, what they're looking to spend, what they're looking to do, and the time scale that they're looking to do that in. 
Yeah, I think that's really smart, especially because in 2019, we saw when iOS 14 launched, it changed a lot as far as the tracking on Apple devices, which sent a lot of Facebook ad campaigns in particular right into the gutter. Ad costs spiked up big time. And those types of companies that were relying on that, that was their only channel. They had never done SEO. They didn't build an organic following. They didn't even have an email list. Their business evaporated overnight. It's why over the past three years in particular, it's been the most turbulent times where I've seen businesses come and go. Entrepreneurs who were there before the pandemic, for example, are no longer here after the pandemic. And it changed a lot. So I think it's really smart hearing you talk about these different channels and simultaneously working on them because you're right, they do take time, but you use the word sustainable. And I think it's a really important consideration in our marketing suite, which I also want to talk about software. I think it's a core part of the way that you guys operate at the social seeds, which is you're a big believer in software as a service, cutting edge marketing automation suite. You guys have it right on your website. Talk to us about how you view SaaS as a a key component of any business running their marketing campaigns. Yeah, I think that that's a huge um, benefit of what we were able to create and the tools that we have access to at the Social Seeds is uh, being able to eliminate a lot of the different... So many companies have seven, eight, ten different programs that they run just to be able to manage everything from their their clients, their CRM, their ad spend, all of that going on, um, their marketing schemes and what's going on there. Um, so what we try to do is just simplify everything, especially for the business owners. Those people are running their business. They have so many different things that they have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. The last thing they want to do is come home and have six different programs that they have to log into and check and monitor and go between. So we really try to make everything as seamless as possible through the technology that's available these days. Um, So we have like an all-in-one app that we are able to provide to our our customers that is able to track everything from their client management, their client list, their marketing, um, automation, AI, putting it straight into um, being able to have a phone call come in. If they can't answer it, we can be able to schedule it through an AI text bot. Um, Or if they're doing marketing, we can be able to have an AI call the customer and be able to weed out people who aren't necessarily the right customers for them uh, without that that, um, client having to do any of that work. So we really try to do a good balance between um, making everything as simple as possible um, and in one place, but still trying to have the best tools available and really making sure that our clients get the best service that we can possibly provide. Yeah, listeners, just in that one answer, you saw how much James loves using technology as part of marketing. That is incredible hearing some of those teasers as far as having AI actually do some of that sales and marketing work for you, proactively reaching out to leads or proactively reaching out to existing customers. I absolutely love hearing your strong emphasis on that. But James, that's I think that's where I want to go next inside this conversation, which is the reason why I see a lot of people give up on social, for example, we'll just pick on that channel right now is because, yeah, getting seen is one thing, but turning them into customers and clients is another thing. I'm curious on your take on, is there certain types of content that better closes that gap that turns interest into paying customers or clients? Is it a process that you have to have on the back end? I would imagine it's it's a blend of the two. Talk to us about bridging that gap. 
Yeah, I think it's super important to, uh, if you are going to be starting a campaign and doing all of this um, organic growth, is having the plan in place of what you want to achieve. Because at the end of the day, you can post something on social media three times a day, every single day. And if it's not leading customers and leading people into the goal that you have for that, you're not going to go anywhere. You may you build a great following, but at the end of the day, if you're not leading people to the result that you want to create, then you're not going to be able to get the following and the results that you're actually looking for. So I think it's really important to make sure that you have a marketing scheme in place where you have the understanding of this is the goals, these are the results that we want, and then being able to build back from that um, and understand what you need to do on a day-to-day basis and what each post needs to necessarily kind of stand for in order to be able to get those results. And then um, as well, making sure that you are following up with everybody as fast and as efficiently as you possibly can. If somebody is commenting onto one of those posts and asking a question or anything like that, you want to, especially when you're growing in those um, organic methods, to be on that. You want to make sure that you're responding, that you are being able to be interactive with the audience. Because at the end of the day, um, in an organic growth method, that is how you're going to be getting your clients is through those interactions on those posts. Boom. That is so important. I feel like when we talk about social media, everybody likes to talk about fancy graphics or posting frequency or say, what time of day should I be posting? But you're talking about the real stuff right now, which is those follow-ups, that engagement. We're not doing it to be seen. We're doing it to have more conversations with real life humans. Every single one of our businesses, even if we're a B2B business, we interact with humans. So James, go deeper there for us because there's a lot of bad ways to follow up. There's a lot of good ways to follow up. How do we take someone from social media commenting on our posts to then engaging with them in the right way and also part of following up let's be real about it because listeners are going to feel this pain is not everyone's always going to get back to us right away what are some of those tactful ways that you've seen that works to follow up with people even if maybe we've lost touch with them yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head right there is uh, there's so many times I'd say more often than not, where you will reach out to somebody, and then you won't hear anything from them for a while. Uh, sometimes they just they don't think about it. It just isn't top of mind to them. So what we really try to do is one responding as soon as possible, because usually we see if within about five minutes, if you don't respond, or you don't have some sort of interaction with the uh, client, then you're going to more than likely lose that client, especially if they're looking for our services, um, they're just going to move on to the next company. So being able to act efficiently and quickly in the first initial contact, but then not giving up, not, um, not just saying, Oh, I haven't heard from them in a day or two or three, but just following up with them. Sometimes people just need that reminder and that extra little uh, tap on the shoulder just saying, hey, we're still here. We're still looking to help you. And so really both having something that acts fast, but also is continuing to respond to and interact with that customer until you can get the results that you're looking for. Because at the end of the day, we love to say, we, if you don't have an answer, that's not a no to us. So we're going to continue to reach out and to respond and to interact with those customers until we can get a response because either a yes or a no, that's the only way that we're going to know whether or not that they actually are wanting our services. Because if they just ignore you or you don't hear from them, 
who knows, they might have other things going on in their world that you, you don't even are, um, know that they're having to deal with. And when they're able to then come back to it, if they see that you're the one that's interacting with them, you're the one that has been following up with them, then they're going to be a lot more likely to use your services than somebody who they reached out to a month ago, and then they just heard back a week ago. Yeah, James, I love that attitude towards marketing. I'm going to echo it once again for listeners. What you just heard in James's answer right there is that he gives people the benefit of the doubt. If they're not getting back to him, he's not wondering, oh, do they hate me? Oh, they're so rude that they couldn't even get back to us. He's saying, hey, maybe they're busy. Let me just let them know that I'm there for them. How much would we all, how much do we all love that friend that whether we text them back or not, they're always checking in saying, hey, if you need me, I'm just thinking about you like that is the most pleasant friend in the world and for us as marketers we want to be that whether someone needs tree removal services right now or not if we just keep letting them know hey we're here whenever you need us we're here next time they need you guess who they're gonna think of the one that's always been there for them so I love that attitude and mindset towards it James I'm gonna ask you about this because listeners know part of our secret sauce here on the podcast is we do a lot of research on our guests and we always ask guests one question what is your zone of genius. And James, I love that you didn't even hesitate. You said the belief that business is all about intentionality. You need to be intentional with your goals and how you approach those goals by focusing on the most important things first to establish a solid base before scaling to great heights. Talk to us about that intentionality because intentionality plays into, you already said the word plan a little bit earlier in one of your answers. And I know that most entrepreneurs, quite frankly, let's face it, you and I are both guilty of this from time to time. We don't always have a plan. And I think that's why being intentional is so important because it's the it's the foundation of a plan. Talk to us about how that plays into not only your marketing campaigns that you do with clients, but your fellow entrepreneur. How's it play into the way that you're also running your own business? Yeah, I think that you really, um, that's a huge and important subject that so many people get wrong or don't think about is the fact that it is so important to know where you're going. Uh, because at the end of the day, you can even have a hugely successful business, but unless you have a plan in place and you know that you have a goal in mind that you want to achieve more, you are never going to do that because intentionality is what it's all about. If you don't have an idea of the plan that you want to achieve, you cannot have the steps in place to be able to achieve that. Um, and I think that reverse engineering is a huge thing for us that we use here is really kind of seeing the the 100 foot, the 10 foot view of what the goals that these customers want to achieve, and then reverse engineering from there the steps that you need to do to be able to achieve it. Um, and I think that so many people lose track of what's most important in the time, because at the, there's so many things that have your attention these days, um, from social media to being able to grow your business to responding to customers to every different aspect of the business, you have your attention just thrown in a million different directions. So being able to have that 10 foot, 100 foot view and seeing, okay, here's where we want to be. 
here's where we are right now. And these are the steps that we need to take next. And so those are the most important things we need to focus on. I think that that has been instrumental, not only in what we're able to achieve with our customers, but also um, personally and um, professionally, just being able to really focus on the most important tasks first, because especially when you're first getting started in a lot of these different tactics, it can seem like, oh man, there's just a million different things that I need to do and I need to do them all now. Not necessarily. Really, there are a couple of key things that everybody should have in place before they start growing, before they start getting to the next level. Um, And I think that that's something that a lot of people um, miss when they are trying to really achieve these goals is what is the first thing that you need to do and not just what are the things I want to achieve. Yeah, James, so many of your answers go back to that as painting the picture of where am I now? Where do I want to be? It's become so much easier when you have, it's just like if we were going on a road trip and we were looking at a map, first thing we got to decide where we are now and where we want to be. And then you can start filling in that gap, whether it's that gap with regards to our marketing, how do we do that with regards to how do we convert a customer from a prospect to a paying client with regards to what is our social media show? All of your answers here today are so much about filling that gap. And I think that that gap, that painting that picture and drawing that roadmap, that is the intentionality. So I love that. I will confess to you, James, I knew that our interview today, the time would fly by. We are 35 minutes into this interview and it, it feels like we'd be missing out. I know I need to bring this up for listeners sake and for my own sake and curiosity is that I want to talk to you about AI a little bit more and all the different tools available to us and in technology even broader than that. You and I talked a lot about ChatGPT for content creation, for planning out a marketing schedule, for example, but you also talked about some of the more advanced ways, having AI reach out, outbound phone calls, for example, to potential customers. Talk to us about some of those more interesting ways. Being in the marketing field, what are some of these new ways that probably a lot of us don't even realize AI or technology is unlocking for us in our marketing? Yeah, I I think I like to see AI as something that assists us and is able to take things off of our plate. Um, It's something that is never going to fully, I mean, there's the potential where it can fully replace uh, like a whole like marketing team like mine. Um, But where we're at right now, it is very much just kind of being able to take work off of our plates. So something like you had mentioned, being able to reach out and give somebody that first call and being able to um, understand what people are saying, what they are needing to convey. Uh, because at the end of the day, what we put into the AI is what we are able to get out of it. And so making sure that we are putting in the results that we want to achieve, um, kind of like we were just talking about that roadmap of um, here is what the things, the uh, results that we're looking to achieve with this tool, and then being able to test and test and test and making sure that that is going to work before we put it out into the world. Because um, with these AI tools, you really, if you're not careful with it, and you don't make sure that you're checking it, um, they can kind of run off on a tangent. And so um, really, right now, being able to use it as a tool to alleviate the work from you, but making sure that it has that direction in mind. Because um, if you don't understand 
what it is that that is producing and the results that it is trying to achieve, it may be a completely different um, plan than what you're actually looking to achieve. Yeah, who knew, James, before we hit record today, how much it's this gap, this roadmap, this intentionality, it's really become at the center of all of the things that we're talking about, whether it's marketing, whether it's business growth, whether it's AI, it really is being clear on that path that you want to go on. So I think that's awesome. And just for listeners, a little bit of transparency, one of the ways that we're using AI, for example, is James is right, it's not gonna be able to replace this. AI can't have this conversation that James and I are having for all of you to listen to, but what we're gonna do from here is we use different AI tools to then give us 10 proposed titles for this episode. Give us five different proposed show descriptions, create all the timestamps and notes. So it's a really cool tool to aid you and assist you, but it's never going to be able to replace that work. So James, I love your attitude towards all things marketing, all things tech and AI. And of course, the biggest one for me is that intentionality behind it. So I want to ask you this. This is the, the hardest question that I ask guests for every episode as we come towards the end is that we talked about all these great things here today, but what's one thing that you think listeners should sit down with and do in their own businesses so that their marketing starts being more effective, so that they start getting in front of more people, building that presence so that they're seen, they follow up with their people. What's the one thing you want listeners to take away? I think that it is super important to kind of one, if you're just starting out, um, making sure that you have that plan in place of what is your goal? And it may be almost unfathomable um, what you're trying to achieve at the time when you first get started. Um, But even when you're further on into business, then going back to that and understanding, okay, what did I start this for? What is the goal that we're looking to achieve here? Because at the end of the day, if you're a company and you started the company to begin to maybe just retire your wife, being able to not work a nine to five and be your own boss, really coming back to that and understanding what it is that you wanted to achieve and the goals that you're looking to have achieved, and then being able to understand how you can make the, uh, the trajectory of your business achieve those goals. Because so many people get stuck in the day-to-day of these are the tasks that I need to achieve and this is the result that we need to create. But they don't think about, okay, now what's the next step outside of that? Uh, that's one of the things that we actually focus on here is um, being able to do an exit strategy for businesses because so many people don't even think about that, especially if it's been something that they've been running for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. They don't think, oh, there's going to be a day when I'm not going to want to work this anymore and we're going to have to sell or we're going to have to transition to the next generation or whatever that might look like. Having that in mind uh, as early as possible is able to then help you propel and grow that business to the point where you're able to do that transition seamlessly. And it's not something where you're stressing out and you're just trying to put things together in the last minute because you didn't really think about it until it was too late. 
Listeners, James is calling you out big time. If you are driving your car on a road trip without any destination in sight, here is your spark to sit down and be intentional. I love that that's the way that you chose to take that last piece of advice, James. It's absolutely brilliant. And you're right. It is absolutely essential. Essential in the good times so we know where we're growing and also essential in the bad times so it can help us refocus and remind us why the heck we're on this journey in the first place. So I love all these seeds that you've planted with us here today. I want to open the stage for you. Tell listeners where they can go to learn more about you, your work, the social seeds. Drop those links on us. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, so you can visit us at uh, www.thesocialseeds.com. Uh, we are on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, uh, any of the social media, TikTok. If you want to look us up, uh, thesocialseeds.com once again. Um, we are looking to be able to expand and grow and uh, being able to just get our name out there. Um, and at the end of the day, like I said in, in the interview, if you don't necessarily even meet our standards, we just want everybody to grow and be happy. Um, we're more than happy just to be able to provide some advice on how you can be able to get started just on your own. Um, so at the end of the day, we just want to see everybody be successful and uh, be able to achieve their dreams. Yes. Amen to that, James. I so appreciate that attitude and that offer to all of our listeners. You guys don't be shy. You heard James's passion for all things marketing, all things tech, all things AI, all things strategy and business growth here in today's episode. So definitely check out his business website at thesocialseeds.com. You all know the drill. All the links that James just dropped for us, including all of their socials, will be down in the show notes. So otherwise, James, thank you so much for joining us here today on the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, it's Brian here. And thanks for tuning in to yet another episode of the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. If you haven't checked us out online, there's so much good stuff there. Check out the show's website and all the show notes that we talked about in today's episode at thewantrepreneurshow.com. And I just want to give a shout out to our amazing guests. There's a reason why we are ad-free and have produced so many incredible episodes five days a week for you. And it's because our guests step up to the plate. These are not sponsored episodes. These are not infomercials. Our guests help us cover the costs of our productions. They so deeply believe in the power of getting their message out in front of you, awesome entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs that they contribute to help us make these productions possible. So thank you to not only today's guests, but all of our guests in general. And I just want to invite you check out our website because you can send us a voicemail there. We also have live chat. If you want to interact directly with me, go to thewantrepreneurshow.com, initiate a live chat. It's for real me. And I'm excited because I'll see you as always every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday here on the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast.